T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, man. People are just going so nuts in politics right now. The desire on some to show themselves to be true Democrats and others to be true Republicans has just gone off the rails. Did you hear that story we just had in the news about the ad from Eric Greitens, the uh, Senate candidate from, uh, where is he, Nebraska? I forget. Let me see if I have it here for you. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting. The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. <laughs> oh, man. Join the MAGA crew. Get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. It's uh, it's Eric Reitens, a former Navy SEAL, walking around with a gun <laughs> and standing at, uh, I don't know, he's standing at somebody's front door in the picture, and they break in with one of those battering rams, and, and explosives go off inside to... Uh, to root out the rhinos, you know, like tear gas or something. It's it's very crazy. It's the whole censorship thing is crazy too. If you want to if you want to stop people from running ads that are that that you think are too provocative, then you've got to let them suffer the price for running those ads and let it be known. The free exchange of ideas is the great regulator of of where people are going off the rails or not. But this attempt to control, that isn't good either. I know there aren't, there aren't many trends that are very good right now, I don't believe. Your thoughts, please. 860-522-9842. I don't think there's too much that we can look to in our politics today and say, yeah, that's the way it should be. I don't think. Especially the bike riding, yes. The bike riding of, uh, of Joe Biden is not too impressive either. Did you see him fall over the weekend? That was a piece of work. He's doing this photo op, presumably taking a ride with his wife to show how vigorous and on top of things, how able he is to behave like a younger person. He fell off the bike. 
It was when he was stopped, too. Off. Well, he was stopping, and he, as he pulled to a stop, he tried to take his foot off, and I guess he didn't realize there were those uh, those brackets that hold your feet in place. Now, who would put him on a bike with those? What a what a dummy. 860-522-9842. Mark Christopher even knows. You don't bicycle, put your feet. Bicycle, <laughs> Mark's in the BBS Lawyers Traffic Center. Oh man, poor Joe. Just can't. Poor Joe. Just can't get anything right. <laughs> those, those foot locks, whatever you call those things, those are. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have an eighty-year-old no. guy riding a bike on those for the first no, time. No, no, no. There's no need for those foot locks. Really, no. it's just nothing but trouble with those foot locks. It's the Todd Feinberg Show. Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Anthony was just telling me about Trump commenting on DeSantis and saying that he thought DeSantis would win. So what? Double check that, Anthony? Yeah, he said, no, no, the other way around, the other way around. I would win, not he would win. No surprise there. Uh, this politics stuff. People get tired of it, but it's real. It's it's, you know, it's the stuff that we have to focus on and not get tired of, because it's just so important. It's they're the people who end up controlling our power, our money, and and making a mess of it all. It's it's just so sad, the mess they make of everything. everything if government touches it it turns out to be a mess if government gets involved they say they're going to fix things they don't fix things they divert funds that's their their big cure for everything and and uh you know that ends up costing us money a lot of money that we don't have and that lots of money doesn't come back in anything good. And nothing gets reported on in a way that allows us to follow what's getting reported on. So that's an issue, too. And and it keeps repeating. It's one of those rinse and repeat things. You know how people like to say that? Rinse and repeat. I wonder who the copywriter was for which package of shampoo first got that rinse and repeat idea. It was one of the great scams of all time, wasn't it? Rinse and repeat. Like once isn't enough. Once is not enough. All right, speaking of scams, this is, um, I've, been, I've played a couple of uh, Lamont ads to just uh, highlight how superficial and nonsensical and, and uh, really just false the campaign ads are. Listen to this one. This is when he ran for the U.S. Senate against Joe Lieberman, which was what? What, what year was this? It's like 12 years ago or something. Listen to this. This is supposed to be a government of the people. Oh, this was a kidnapping of Mr. Smith goes to Washington. This ad. And it's got Ned superimposed over the over the clips of the uh, over the clips of the movie. This is supposed to be a government of the people. But is this a government our people really want? Rushing our troops off the war, trampling on our civil liberties. Senators who rubber stamp these bad policies then look the other way. Heck no, 
I'm going to be there to fight for the people of Connecticut, not the special interests. Does that sound like any Jolly Ned you've experienced in the last four years? And I'm going to be there to fight for a stronger and safer America. Real change in Washington will only take place if we elect senators like Ned Lamont to stand up for what's right. I'm Ned Lamont, and I approve this message. Can you imagine just what a joke this all is to them, to people like Ned? Ah, okay, I might make it to the U.S. Senate, 15 million, no problem. Let me write a check. Let me try again, this time governor, 15 million, no problem. Okay, it didn't work out. Try again, he gets elected. Now, number four, pushing his way up to the $60 million mark of personal wealth being deployed so that he can be on TV a lot and get great tables at restaurants. What does he care? He'll say anything they tell him to say. Mark, hello there. Hey, just a quick thought as I'm, I'm driving home listening to the spending. And yes, all. sir. There, there's a saying in business that you can't starve or bleed a business to prosperity. But in the case of Connecticut and the, the government and the spending, I think that's actually a case where maybe we could starve them to state prosperity by just, it is what it is, this is all you're getting, it's never going up, and just make them live within it. Well, the state... impossible, but... The the interesting thing about the point you're making is it is a prosperous state. It's just the government steals all the money and siphons it off to nefarious purposes. But what if you just had a government that said, we're not going to waste the money anymore? That's all it would take, I think, Mark. If if they said, we're not going to lie to you, and I actually did it. If they didn't lie and they didn't make up stories in order to justify transferring wealth to their favorite voters, but just did good policy. It'd be as simple as that. You got it. I like that idea, Mark. This is what I would do if I were elected governor. I would just say, look, this is it. And then I'd go to war with everybody. It wouldn't matter who they are. Anybody who said we have to spend bad money, continue spending because this is how we've always done it, or these people are depending on it, or uh, people jumped up and down and said uh, how many people would die. If you ever notice, there are occasional controversies that line up with the cutting of spending. And if it does happen, or maybe they move this, everything they predict, it never comes true. All the bad stuff they say will happen, it doesn't happen. Just stop it. The fact is, the government is a siphoning machine for money in order to transfer wealth to voting blocks. And, and do you think you would vote for somebody if they just ran and said, look, this is how government works? It's all fraudulent. The purpose of government is to transfer wealth to certain groups of people so they will support whoever the candidate is. Now, the reason this doesn't happen is because it is believed by everybody in, in connected to politics who would ever run for office or would advise candidates running for office. It is believed that the, block, the numbers of people who are getting... The payoffs are too big. The belief is that you can't say we need to get rid of public sector unions because you've got so many people who 
are have committed their lives to this system of wealth transfer and who've had deals made for them that they would get scared and not vote for you even if they thought you were the right person for the job and that what you were saying is true you know if you, if you have if you have teachers and educators unionized educators and everybody else connected to the education system totally locked in and committed to the status quo and then you have all the state workers how many people is that working for the state 60,000 70,000 I forget the number I had it in the top of my head a few weeks ago and I can't remember now anybody how many people work for the how many how many people collect a paycheck or a retirement benefit from the state of Connecticut that's the number we need I mean think about think about that number of people before the pandemic about 1,800 or no, 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 no. <laughs> 1,850,000. That was before the pandemic. So Were collecting paychecks? Uh, that claim to work for the state. A million? Can't be that many. Double check that number. What are you looking at? Uh, CT examiner. And what's it say? Read the sentence to us. Before the pandemic, about 1,850,000 Connecticut workers were employed now only about 1,625,000 oh, okay. are employed. Yeah, that's the total workforce in the state. But I'm looking for how many people get a paycheck. Maybe I didn't say it clearly. I apologize. From the state government. So state workers or Oh, so it's bigger than that then because of contractors. No, 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 no. This is That's the total people working in the state of Connecticut that you found, which is an interesting number. But... I'm looking for how many are, I just can't recall the number, and I know I've recently had it in my head, how many people get a paycheck because they currently work for government in the state of Connecticut or because they're retired. How many checks is that? How many people getting checks? Because the, the, the idea is that the Plunderers have created so much dependency on the rigged system. For example, this is why there should not be public schools, or one of the big reasons. One is because you want kids to have a good education, so that's why there shouldn't be public schools. But also, you don't want to have a, a huge block of workers like that for whom uh, the, the leverage is so great that they can control elections. Now, and, it, it and says here, what politicians do. I think this is what you're looking for. Employment in Connecticut's government sector, state, municipal, mm -hmm. and federal, was about 235,000 in February of 2020. And now it is about 225,000, down only 10,000. Okay. Now, now we need the number without the federal workers. See if you can find that. Without federal workers, just state and municipalities. Taking them away, that's about 13% of them. Uh, so is, that would that would bring workers. it down to around 1,400,000. No, no. 140,000? You were doing, you were doing, you were saying there were 200,000 uh, state, federal, and local, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, so if you get rid of uh, 26, 26,000 of those, then you're down to 175,000 roughly. But that still sounds like too big of a number for me. I know. I don't know. It, it is confusing. Well, 
you and I are famous for not being good at on-the-fly math. <laughs> it's true. Frustrates <laughs> listeners, and I understand. But it's from anybody... Red Janky, so, I mean, we got to get him to just confirm it. But Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll do that tomorrow with Red, maybe. We can review these numbers. Anyway, it's simple enough to, to understand the dynamic. I think everybody understands the dynamic of why we've gotten to a point where we can't fix our politics, because the... the um, there's a vested interest in the squandered money because so many people make their their livings off of a twisted and destructive system where they get special benefit. What's that called? Rent-seeking, right? People who want benefit for services not provided. We have a – the whole system of government is built up around this rent-seeking this idea that you can inject yourself into the marketplace if you have the right connections or what have you and be the beneficiary of government largesse. And and then that largesse is disconnected from you actually providing any services. This is the world we live in. And this is the worst kind of corruption. The other kind of corruption that we don't have so much of, I don't think, I think the reason we don't have... So much of the old kind of corruption is because they made the actually being a legal member of government so financially lucrative that people don't bother selling the construction permits for five grand or twenty five hundred or liquor licenses for five grand or ten grand. They don't do that anymore because you make so much money. You gain so much power and influence because you're part of this insider system that you'd be crazy to mess with the boondoggle that you get to feed off of. So I don't even know if honesty would work because you'd get all of these people voting against you, but I'd love to see it tried. What are your thoughts? 860-522-9842. If somebody told the truth, what would happen? Somebody was running for office and told the truth about why we're in the condition we're in and how easily it could be fixed. Do you think there's enough people who would rise up and vote for it? I don't know. You'd have the media against you because the media are part of the rig system, and you'd have uh, all the political class against you. It would be great to find out. Maybe I will just have to run for office someday and try it out. Yeah, after I'm retired, they'll have to push me around in the wheelchair. I won't have much to lose. But it'll be fun. It would be fun to tell the truth. 860-522-9842. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, poor Joe Biden. I, I was uh, thinking about Joe over the weekend, and, and you know, he had this, um, the bike incident where he fell down. And then today he had this, he was being interrupted by his granddaughter, I believe, when he was talking to the press. Is that what happened, Anthony? Yeah, Bo's daughter. Yes, and he forgot who she was. But, you know, I don't begrudge him the... Um, the physical deterioration, you know, you just get older and you're not as sharp and and you fall off bikes and stuff. And m- most people know not to ride them, but he's got a job where he has to show people his prowess. But listen to this. Yes, one of the things that you may recall that I initiated yes. was right. the no. international flat tax provision. No more. Uh, no more we got 140 some nations assigned. So on. you hear her in the background I'm saying, coming. no more questions. <laughs> This is, this is my son Bo's oldest daughter, and she's trying to tell me, Dad. She, so this is my son Bo's oldest daughter. She's trying to tell me, Dad. This is, this is my son Bo's oldest daughter, and she's trying to tell me, Dad, Grandpa, <laughs> Pop, get going. You promised me we'd walk. Okay. What did you guys do for Father's Day? We had dinner. All hung out together. It was really Come fun, on. and we did puzzles. Wow. We did puzzles. <laughs> I can think of some good Biden presidency puzzles. But anyway, the the thing I was thinking about Joe over the weekend is I don't really care. We focus too much on the individuals, and I don't really care what Joe Biden's performance skills are, which because obviously they're lacking. But what if he was the most wise and powerful leader simply because of his gravitas. If you had this sense of him as controlling, as a human being, this space of understanding that was profound, that was elevated, that he actually was somebody who had wisdom. And I, the, the way it occurred to me when I was thinking about this over the weekend that he could really do that would be if he had not done any of the things he did when he first got into office but doubled down on Trump policies, except for you know, one or two that could have been improved on or tweaked. Things were going so much better in the country. And who was it who ran for election or re-election by saying, are you better off? That was Reagan, right? Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Is that how he ran against Jimmy Carter? I think it was, 1980. Reagan... You know, that was the whole campaign. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? That was the premise. And I think that's where 
Um, that's where anybody can run against against Biden and, and how you can run against Ned Lamont right now. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, good afternoon. Can't believe how this show is flying by. Joining us right now, Bob Stefanowski, who generally joins us this time each week. Hello there, Bob. Hello, Todd. It's getting expensive out there, isn't it? Oh, it's really kind of shocking how and scary how expensive it's getting. What what is uh, what is the prognosis? As far as I can tell, it's just going to keep getting worse. I think so. I mean, you know, gas is down a few pennies over the weekend, but uh, when you're talking five dollars a gallon, it's it's tough. We we came out last week, and you know, the Democrats like to say at the state level that they have nothing to do with inflation and. And first of all, that's wrong. Uh, they've been spending like crazy. Um, but the bigger issue is is they've got a $3.5 billion budget surplus in Hartford. They could be using it uh, to make the state more affordable. Last week, we had suggested that the $0.40 cent tax on diesel, that that be uh, suspended for a while. And not only do they not suspend it, they raised it by $0.09. Cents. So, I, you know, and the argument is, well, that doesn't really impact consumers. Of course it, it impacts consumers because every good that those trucks are carrying, uh, the truck trucking companies aren't going to be able to absorb that, and they got to pass it through to consumers. So it, it's making inflation even worse. And, and I'm, we're, we're pleading with the governor to, to, to call a special session and give us some relief. So, and uh, has he responded to your pleas? <laughs> no, we are you know, he argues it's out of state tractor trailers, which I don't know how he calculates that. Um, and I don't know that I care. He would argue that 50 percent of it is out of state, which I, it's probably higher than, than what it really is. But, um, you know, why not give people relief when you're sitting with three and a half billion? The fact that they have three and a half billion in Hartford means that they collected three and a half billion more from from uh, taxpayers than they needed. And then they call it a rainy day fund. Well, when you're paying $5 a gallon for gas and $6 for diesel and, and electricity rates are going to go up July 1st, it's a rainy day right now. I mean, you talk to anybody out there, so let's use some of it. I, I, I think what I've been thinking a lot about it. I think he's afraid, Governor Lamont, if he calls a special session, he may not be able to control his own caucus and that, that maybe they'll introduce uh, bills or other things in an election year that he doesn't want to be talking about right now. But I don't understand why that would be a concern. You just talk to the leaders, tell them what you need. They they organize the troops and go in there and do it. I mean, what is the point of having total dominance as a political party with one-party rule if you can't exercise any authority over it? You would think. If the, you know, the Democrats like to say they're, they're, not, they're not to blame for this. You know, it's Putin or whatever else. We got a Democratic uh, president. We got a Democratic Congress, a Democratic Senate. At the state level, we've got a Democratic governor. The entire ticket is Democratic, and we got a Democratic legislature. If there was any, I mean, who else are we supposed to blame? <laughs> there, there, there's no one left, uh, you know. So now they start arguing it's Putin and, and everything else, but but they've made, made they have made this bed, um, and I think it's going to be a big big year for Republicans because they, you know, think about it. Biden hasn't even been in. in in office two years now. Yeah. It, it's amazing how quickly it's declined in, in less than two oh, years. Oh, the deterioration is incredible. And to suggest that they had nothing to do with it, he was 
he was tapping into the the reserves, the gas reserves. Uh, I I think before Thanksgiving, and that was long before Putin did his attack. That's exactly right. Gas prices were already up when he shut down the pipeline. And Governor, I call it Biden Lamont inflation. Uh, Governor Lamont blames everybody other than himself, but. He's increased uh, spending at a governor of a government level, state government level, by a thousand dollars per person since he came into office. So it's not just the federal government spending like crazy; it's state government spending like crazy, and that has absolutely as much impact on inflation. And until we bring spending in in the state of Connecticut, we're never going to get this under control. That's why I want to audit every state agency and find out where the abuses are. That's why I want to crack down on fraud, because that's that's a tax as well. And we got to get the house in order. And, and, and then we can talk about getting affordability in line. But but nobody seems to have the political will to do it. Do you have any other numbers you can throw at us? That one was a thousand dollars per person. That's how much spending has yeah. increased. Thousand dollars per person. He's going to make it worse on January 1st of 2023 by introducing the highway use tax. That's another $40 million. That was his consolation prize for not getting tolls done. He, this he is a separate truck tax. On, truck tax? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a separate truck tax. That'll be inflationary. You know, he, he talks about a $600 million tax cut, but half of those are one time. That's not a tax cut. That's a right. one-time refund. Well, payoff, um, kind of. Payoff, yeah, basically. So he can So he can do enough to run a TV commercial, but... But we should be getting rid of that. There's still a 25 cent tax on on regular gas, a gross receipts tax. We should have a holiday on that. Um, we should reduce the sales tax. When you've got inflation and a fixed sales tax rate at 6.35 percent, the amount of uh, coming into state government every day is getting more and more. So there are the, the point is there are things he can do. We we laid out a plan of six things. It would it would cost roughly a billion, which is a third of the surplus, mm-hmm. not the entire surplus, just a third of it. Why wouldn't we give people a third of their money back and, and help them get through the summer a little bit more affordably? But well, for I reason they don't want to do it. It's a little like I don't really understand what the Lamont team is thinking because people can't absorb this much of a hit. It's too much money that people are being asked to pay, and and we're not even talking about heating season. But when he when it starts cooling off in the fall, and and it's been more months of this kind of misery, I just don't know how people can survive the pain of it. I don't either. I was in Bridgeport over the weekend, and and you know it's not just in the cities; it's in the suburbs as well. People are are actually making choices between food, medicine, and gas, and and you know again. It'd be one thing if the state were out of money. But at the same point, people are trying to choose whether to buy medicine or food. We're sitting on a $3.5 billion budget surplus up in Hartford. It, 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 it's, it's revolting. It, it really is. We got $6 billion from the federal government over the last three years. Where did that money go? And, 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 and if the people in the cities and the suburbs are struggling to find food, well, where did they use it? That's a more important reason than having a family be able to afford to buy food. Um, It's really, it's infuriating, Todd, and I hope people are paying attention because it it has to stop. We're talking to Bob Stefanowski. So so tell us more of your theory of, so you get to be governor and you start auditing to find what? Well, you know, look at at West Haven, right? We had 90% of the money 
um, went to buy marching bands and poker chips. And by the way, that mayor is still in place, which is a horrible leadership thing to begin with. So we got 168 other towns and cities. You can't tell me that if it happened in West Haven, that every other city and town in the state of Connecticut is clean. You know, we got allegations, an FBI investigation of Costas Diamantes for tens, if not hundreds of millions of fraud on school construction contracts. Mm -hmm. And the problem is this money could be used for education. It could be used um, to lower taxes. It, it, It could be used for a variety of things. So that's actually the biggest tax that we have in Connecticut right now, which is the corruption tax. But when it happens in West Haven and the governor doesn't call for her to resign, what does everybody else feel? They said, well, if, if Nancy Rossi gets away with it, Mayor Rossi, I can too. What's the big deal? We'll just do whatever the heck we want. So there really needs to be some discipline and some leadership because this is our money. This is taxpayer money. This is not his money. And, and, and he's got a fiduciary obligation to be in control of it. So what you're saying is that when you, you know, I always liken this, and I think you do too, if you're running a business or some other entity that isn't a government, What's the obvious thing you would do if you're in charge, as you're suggesting, the signals you send, the messages you send are heard loud and clear by the people in positions of authority under you. So if there's cheating and waste and theft going on in one department of whether it's a university or a corporation, whatever it is, then you have to immediately start an investigation of every place that's operating under the same uh, structure to, to make sure that the same kind of thing isn't going on there. That's exactly right. The leader, we used to learn in the corporate world, when you're a leader, everything you do is magnified five times. So if you have corruption in your organization and you look the other way, that's going to encourage other people to do it. If you have corruption in your, in your organization and you crank down on that person and you show the consequences of corruption, that's going to give people a signal, hey, there's somebody in charge here. This person is watching. They're going to hold us accountable, and, 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 and less of it will happen. I mean, you go back to, to during the COVID days, and you remember this, Todd, a legislator mm-hmm. was caught testifying on the floor of the House of State Representative impaired by either alcohol or something else. And it gets to Governor Lamont, and he says, well, if it gets me my vote, I'll look the other way. I, I, I assume he was joking, but either way, why do we even have uh, alcohol in the Capitol building? Get rid of it. So this is what I'm looking forward to, Todd, and being government. I know, I know I can't change the whole state overnight, but a little bit of discipline, a little bit of leadership, a little bit of common sense. Let's audit every state agency and see if there's waste there. Let's treat this money like like it really is, which is taxpayer money. But and but back to the uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Bob. But back to the West Haven thing. If you were if you're a, a leader, and like you're the governor, and something like that happens in West Haven where they're stealing the um, the COVID money and yeah. going to pay their gambling debts with it, or to go gambling, whatever it was. That's almost exciting when that happens under your leadership because it gives you the chance to send the message to everybody under you exactly how strict you're going to be if anybody else is caught doing something like that. You're absolutely right. I was in a company once, and the the guy was a business developed guy. He was probably the top sales guy in our entire organization, and I caught him lying to me. And I called him up to my office, and I said, you just lied to me, didn't you? And, and he admitted it. I said, well, there's the door. You're out. 
And you know what? That rambled through the entire organization. Ooh, that people are going to be held accountable. That was hard because he was our top salesperson, happened to be a guy. But that's what you have to do. If you let him get away with it, then other people are going to try to get away with it. Governor Lamont should t- tomorrow call for her to resign. All he says is, I think that the, 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 the people in West Haven should get a fresh start. Well, that, that's not calling for her resignation. He's the head of the Democratic Party in Connecticut. She's a Democrat. She's a CPA, and she had, uh, I think it's about a million dollars of fraud. How can she possibly be in office right Yeah. So, so if you take this, if you extend the logic <laughs> of this line of thinking, another step. So you're the manager, and somebody under you is stealing, and that's kind of exciting because now you get to show exactly what kind of ship you're going to run. What does it say about somebody like Ned who does nothing when somebody is stealing under him. I don't think he likes hard discussions. And and if you're going to be the the governor of the state of Connecticut, you got to be willing to have some tough discussions. And to your point, I view that as an opportunity. You can take a negative, a big negative, admittedly, and turn it into a positive because you can take that negative, that fraudulent activity, and, and you can you can enforce your authority and you can ask her to step down and you can do an investigation. And that sends a message to all the 168 other towns and cities that, hey, we better not do this because we got a governor who cares. Right now, they got a governor who looks the other way, wants to be everybody's friend. And, and because of that, there's no discipline up there. And it'd be one thing, Todd, if it, if it wasn't our money. But when you got people struggling to buy food or medicine, this is the type of stuff you got to crank down on. And we're going to get that message out there over the next five months and, and, and show people a contrast between what leadership is and what leadership isn't, which is what we're seeing right now. But, but uh, doesn't it also suggest that, that Ned knows that what you're saying is true, that there does have to be similar kind of nonsense going on, theft going on elsewhere in the state, and he doesn't go after it because he's afraid it'll get revealed and demonstrate that he's not running things well well of course he does and and you know he certainly doesn't want it to come up between now and november um you know we've got situations at the port authority as well where there's some serious allegations we've got his former head of department health of of health uh with uh allegations of racial discrimination it's we used the analogy last week it's like you've gone you got three teenage uh kids you went away for the weekend and everybody's running wild you know, and, and I guess you could get away with it somewhat in good times, but when people are struggling, you need to clamp down and show some authority and save every penny that you can and make it easier for people. And that's why I'm excited about running, Todd, because that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to clamp down. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to give people the funding they need for programs, but, but we're going to actually put the people first, which hasn't happened in, in Connecticut in decades. Yeah, I don't think they even think about that, Bob. No. No, it's, so, it's a foreign concept in Connecticut. So it is going to be a good year for us. We are going to win the governorship. We're going to win a bunch of, 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 of positions across the state. And it's going to finally, finally be a breath of fresh air that we're doing the right thing for, for the people of Connecticut. All right, Bob Stefanowski, thank you, sir. Kept you a long time. I hope you don't mind. Appreciate no, it. No, I, I enjoyed it, Todd. Have a great week, and uh, we'll be out there again putting some stuff out this week. All righty, good. We'll talk to you next week. Bob Stefanowski on WTIC. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.